Hey, welcome everybody to the Business Geeks podcast. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo from superjoepardo.com and indiepodcon.com. I am joined by my two co-hosts every single Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Sam, how are you doing? Sam is from Australia, if you don't know, and you can reach her at Sam. Uh, Samantha Riley dot global. What's going on, Sam? Are you guys staying safe down there? We are staying safe. We are. It feels like a zombie apocalypse is happening in my neighborhood, but we're okay. We're actually doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Jen Jennifer from Sparent Co. How are you doing tonight? Are you are you social distancing your? Uh... I am. I am. I, I feel like I've been training for this my whole life. There's <laughs> uh... every introvert ever. Yes. I mean, this is my game. This is this is where I'm gonna excel. I love being, uh, you know, at home. <laughs> this is where I'm very comfortable. Uh, no, this is obviously a, a challenge in, in many ways, but. Um, you know, I'm wearing this. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm wearing what I was going to wear during my St. Patrick's Day 5K that got canceled. Aww. So that's why I'm dressed a little goofy. But yeah, I, we're hanging in, hanging in, Joe. We've got, you know, we've got food, we've got internet. I've got my dog, my husband, you know, my books. You know, those are my my those are my essentials. I think so. You got all all you need. How about you, Joe? How about you? How are you oh hanging my. in there? Well, I, we got back from Disney Sunday morning at two a.m. Mm-hmm. and uh, my mom has been sick since like Tuesday. Uh, I've had a cough since about Tuesday, and Ava had a cough since I saw her on mon- uh, Sunday night. And I don't know. I, I don't know how we're doing. We're we. Uh, I've been I've been self quarantined from the shop, um, so I haven't been able to go to work. Though I I've been doing taking care of some things here at the house, uh, both for the house and and the business. And um, yeah, just trying to uh, continue to stay positive. Um, I'm hope you know I'm hopeful that I I don't have it though. Um, it was weird, and one of the things I want to talk about tonight because this is if you if you didn't see earlier this week, this is a special episode where we want to take your questions uh, about how your business is going to survive the the pandemic, and uh, we have a few words that we don't want to use going forward. So mm-hmm. we, we would like so. Um, but before I get to those words. Uh, yeah, we, we got back and, um, yeah, but my mom, my mom actually went to the doctor today finally. Um, and turns out she has an upper respiratory thing, but can't get a test until Friday though. She's going to continue to call, uh, to find out she is feeling a lot better than she was when we were down there. When she was down, she sounded like she was dying, like straight up. Like, yeah, it was, it was really bad. Um, but she, she seems to be doing a lot better now, but, um, still dealing with, with like the stuff in the chest, uh, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I I've been coughing. Um, yesterday was really bad. I was coughing during a live stream I did. And, uh, today hasn't been too bad, but, um, but Ava's been coughing a lot more and then Dom started coughing right before he put him in the bed. So I don't know what, I don't know what the heck's going on. I, I hope that, uh, you know, we were able to stay safe, but, um, but speaking of staying safe, what are some of the words that we're going to stay away from tonight, Sam? Yeah, I'm super, super passionate about this. I think that uh, as business owners and as entrepreneurs, we are the people that are going to help 
the globe, and I say the globe because we've just realised how small the world really is in a very short space of time, we're going to help the, the globe move forward because, you know, we, we will come out the other side of this, not without all sorts of challenges, but, you know, we're going to keep the economy moving. And as business owners and entrepreneurs, we need to show confidence we need to show certainty to our audience, to our clients. And when I say certainty, I don't mean certainty with what's going to happen because none of us know what's going to happen. Just helping them to understand that there's different uh, options available and to be prepared and to be empowered and, and to plan and have plans in place. So in that, I think that we need to get rid of the words fear, rid of the words panic, Probably I won't say zombie apocalypse anymore. <laughs> we need to get rid of those words and not use them because if those words are in, you know, in our inner head or they're inside us, then we're going to mirror that into our external world. So we need to be confident and um, or at least show confidence. Like I also want to say, let's be authentic that when we're not feeling confident, and I'm sure we're going to talk about today some things that you can do to make sure that you are being looked after, uh, then you know that's what that's what we need to do. I, I agree with you. I, I would I would say that the panic really doesn't serve us, doesn't serve our customers, it doesn't serve our community. I would say um, there are other P words that do uh, plan and being proactive. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I think are, are better courses of action. I think it's hard to do sometimes. Uh, well, probably really hard to do because you know, this is a new situation. Like we are in uncharted territory. We haven't been in this particular situation before, mm. um, but we have been through, you know, we've seen things. Uh, I had a business during 9-11 that was impacted. Yeah. Like it's, this is not the first uh, tumultuous, tumultuous? Is that that's yeah, word, right? Yeah, Time. it it's sure just, is. It's yeah, hard to say though. Um, it's not our first, you know, it's not our first rodeo in terms of tough times. It's just a different rodeo. So I agree with you, Sam. Let's let's approach this with confidence because we're gonna, you know, if anybody has, you know, grit um, and determination, um, it is small business owners. Uh, we, Absolutely, we have daily trials and tribulations, and you know, we we're ready for this. We're going to we're going to do this together and, and we're going to support each other to make it, um, a you know, a easier to do that. Right. Absolutely. Right. OK. I <laughs> well, you know, so I, I know that um, there's a lot of of industries that are like super impacted right now. And, and mm. one of the in industries that we're all three of us are very, you know, tied into is, is speaking events uh, and, and, you know, being in the, in the coaching uh, area. So um, Sam, do you, you know, I know you've been on the phone like almost nonstop the last yeah. what, 48, 72 hours. Yeah. I think we're, we're, we're heading into day five. Not that I'm <laughs> counting. <no. laughs> Uh, and, and what, you know, what's the sentiment that you're getting from, from your clients, your friends, uh, in, in small business and, you know, are they, are they starting to, to, to worry, uh, mm. that, that things aren't going to go their way? I almost said the P word. I don't want to say the P word. Yeah. And, and, and it's not the P word because it's okay to worry, but that's got a container on it. Right. Yep. And, um, 
we're human. We feel all the feels. And of course, I mean, there's some industries that have absolutely been smashed overnight. Like I would not, you know, the airlines, I don't know um, sort of what's going on in the US, but our Australian airlines pretty much announced yesterday that, the, you know, that they could go through. We were lucky that the Australian government has propped them up. But Qantas, who's an airline, like one of our major carriers and has been for a very long time, if they weren't propped up by the government yesterday, they were done. Like this is crazy, crazy times. They're saying so, like by June here, um, they could be they could be kaput. Um, with that said, they're United's asking for fifty billion dollars <laughs> in a handout. So yeah, <laughs> and and I, I don't want to get into into that today. Yeah. All I wanted to say that I even though we're not using those words, it's. Like we do, all three of us are very compassionate and empathetic to what people are going through because it is worrying times. But essentially speakers, I've got a lot of friends that are professional speakers that just lost overnight all their work. We're not talking about, you know, a decline. We're talking about overnight. So in, in Australia here, it, sort of everything happened last Friday and mm. all of my friends just lost all work. So it's about uh, innovating. It's about pivoting. It's about all of the things that we can do about coming together as um, as communities, uh, helping each other. How can we do things in different ways? I mean, we're essentially speaking here now, right? It's just a different platform. So it's it's about, you know, thinking outside the box. Yeah, yeah, so Lou Lou asked the question, how long before we see normal or is this the new normal? Uh, you know, I I I would like to start with this one being uh I think that this is the beginning of a new normal. Uh I think we're going to see uh some some uh some striking changes to the world that we we live in that will kind of like in 9/11 post 9/11 world. Uh, you know, things coming down that change uh how how we go about doing things how we go about preparing for things and and not allowing this to to happen again um and part of that you know might be more taxes in the america you know in america uh i know that uh they're you know one of the things they're talking about is sending a thousand dollar check out to every american which I don't know if that's for every week or every month or like a one-time thing but if it's a one-time thing then that, I mean, it's only going to go so far for so many people. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I've been accused of having rose-colored glasses, so I tend to think on the uber-positive side of things. Um, so I was, I was putting some thought into this new normal today, and I actually just started like writing down like the things that I thought would be positive coming out of this, and. So, and because, you know, we're, we're talking with confidence and positivity, um, I'd like to, us to consider some of the things that might be good that comes out of the other side of this situation. Um, and one thing that I thought about was, you know, remote work, I think will finally be embraced by corporate America because they're going to, you know, they're being forced to have employees work from home for extended periods. Um, I think that is a game changer in terms of having a happier society, um, having a society whose life and work blend much more seamlessly, uh, you know, less commuting, more time with family and at home. I think that's all potentially very positive outcome. 
I also think that people are going to be ravenous for uh, restaurants and entertainment. I think we're going to see record um, restaurant uh, food sales and event attendance. So if you are mm. like us and running events, um, if your events are timed uh, post this epidemic, I think your your attendance is probably going to be pretty robust. Um, I think companies are going to learn to re- learn not to rely on single overseas suppliers for their products. A lot of small businesses who have products and have been relying on um, manufacturers located in in China or other countries have their businesses have literally just halted because they had that single single supplier reliance. So I think you know their businesses moving forward will probably position themselves a little differently in that regard. Um, and I think as business owners, this just is a big wake up call, and it teaches us that you know the good times never last right we we have mm-hmm. to sort of prepare for for anything um you know whether it's a terrorist attack like you know mm-hmm. 9-11 happened who who could have possibly predicted that and a global epidemic um i suppose we you know with all the movies we should have been able to predict it but we just don't you know <laughs> think it's going to happen and this happened really fast so i think as business owners i think we'll be a little better prepared We'll be a little bit more resilient um, because we've now seen this and we don't want to be in a position where our business might go under because we're ill-prepared. So those are the things I think will be good coming out of this. It's hard It's hard to see that now because it's in the future. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I am I, I, I color? No. And I I agree with some of those. I think some of them will be different. And we've got to remember also that we're on we're in different countries. So my perspective also is a little it could be a little bit different. I think that I can see that corporate Australia will go back to being normal and won't embrace the remote mm. workforce because I think that they're so set in their ways that instead of embracing this and saying how could we use this to actually do things better, I have a feeling that they'll go back to the way they were, the way they've known how to do it for the last 20, 30 years. Go, oh, glad that's over. Like, Let's do this normal thing again and let's all commute four hours a day. <laughs> so um. I, I hope that I'm wrong. But I don't, I'm not sure. Um, I think that, and I have seen online a lot of people saying, I think that virtual events will be the new norm. And I don't agree. I think that we'll embrace it while it's here. I already cannot wait to get back in a room and hug people. You know, I am the extrovert. I was meant to be running a two-day intensive this weekend. It's been an extremely hard week going through how do I, how do I pivot? And I just had a a call with my clients and we're all like, oh, we were all so looking forward to, you know, coming together and and meeting in person. And we're still meeting online, obviously, but I don't think that virtual will take over the event space. I agree. But I do think that some of the coaches that were relying on face-to-face, it might be the push they needed to do their one-on-one coaching online. So I I think Mm. that that will move over. And unfortunately, I don't agree with you, Jen, on the being prepared because if people were prepared, they would have been prepared from 9-11 for this and they haven't been. I think that as human beings, we come out the other side and go, oh, cool, That's I'm glad that's over, back to normal. <laughs> and there will be people that are prepared, but I think there'll be a lot of people that will slip back into old habits. But again, well, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. 
Time will tell if our crystal balls were accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I totally agree with that virtual, you know, the the virtual versus, you know, in real life events. I mean, virtual is great. And I think the event organizers who have quickly been able to pivot their events to virtual events. Oh, my God. I've been so impressed to see people do that because it's not just a a click of a button. There's so much coordination and technical things that have to be worked out. And um, I've seen people tackle it um, just head on. And I'm so proud of them. I ended up moving my conference that was scheduled for May 1st. But um, the one thing I did that I'm so glad I did is I made a quick decision. Um, When I made the decision, it was still okay by CDC recommendations to have events of a thousand people or less. That's when I decided Mm -hmm. to move my event. My event's only um, probably less than 100 people. Um, But I thought that number, that thousand number could move. And I just worked with the event, changed our, we moved our date to November. Mm. Um, And it was fine. And I, you know, it, it was not ideal. I didn't want to move the event, but I was so glad I just made the decision quickly and did it. And I didn't wait to see. And have you found, Jen, that people have been extremely, you know, the understanding, because I I obviously only last weekend had to move my in-person event for this weekend. Virtually, I knew there were people flying in from all over the country. I knew that they had flights booked and accommodation. So I found it a really difficult decision to make personally when I'm thinking that I don't want to put other people out. And, and, you know, I was just so grateful that all my clients said, well, of course, we understand why you've done it. Like, we all understand that, uh, you know, that that's what happens. So, you know, have your clients been super understanding too? Yeah, everybody um, involved with the event was really understanding. Actually, I think a lot of them were relieved because they were starting to get a little nervous about traveling. Um, You know, there was still a lot not understood or known about, you know, how this coronavirus was going to play out in our country. Like it was still, you know, a lot has happened in a really short period of time and and Mm -hmm. we're getting, you know, hour by hour, you know, updates and news. So I think everyone was a little relieved. Um, This is a first year event, so it's smaller. So I had less moving parts, you know, less, you know, involved in each part, you know, because of its size. But, um, but yeah, people were, were very understanding, you know, ticket holders were understanding, our speakers were understanding. Of course, I talked to my, our sponsors first (laughs) and they were most understanding. So, you know, (laughs) you know, we did it sponsors, speakers, and then ticket holders. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I gotta say the, the speed in which all this happened. I mean, I, I mean, some of you watching and, and I'm sure the both of you saw that I posted, like, should I fly to Podfest or should I drive? Mm. Because in my mind, I was like, I really don't, I really didn't want to go. Like, I'm really glad I did. Like I, you know, I had such an incredible time. I met, you know, met a ton of people. I got to spend some, some really quality time with some really awesome people, but like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't want to get stuck down there, right? Like my, mm-hmm, my family's mm-hmm. driving behind me. I, I like, I don't like this. Is, if this ramps up, like it could ramp up really fast. And this was like when, like the days leading up to it. So like that Sunday to to Friday morning, literally, I was the second to last person on the plane because I was like intentionally sabotaging myself by waking up <laughs> late, trying to be like, if I miss the plane then I have a reason to not go. And then, you know, and, and it was tough. Cause like my daughter knew like, Hey, we're going to Disney world. Alexa, how many more days until Disney, you know, until March 6th. And I'm like, she's like, dad, four more days. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know. And I'm like, I don't want to be excited about this. Cause I, I just, I have a really bad feeling that we're either going to 
get you know the most traveled destination on the planet and we're all going there together um now with that said that there leads me into uh something i wanted to talk about with the, with the idea of brand power and the fact that when i was down in disney it was like a bubble nobody very few people were talking about uh the virus very few people seemed to be worried very few people were even wiping anything down uh mm. the only person i saw wipe things down other than my sister who was like boom 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 hitting the you know the clorox wipes constantly and, and myself who when i got on the plane i wiped the whole seat down and was like hey i'm glad that there was not 138 people on the plane because apparently there was supposed to be and the guy about you know the flight attendant was like there ain't 138 people on this plane and i had like the whole row to myself the row in front of me was pretty much i think there was one person in the row in front of me one person in like two rows behind me like it was pretty sparse um but i want to talk about the the brand power of like how like did so when i was at the marriott right and we we gave we gave marriott a lot of crap uh, a lot of grief just a, a handful of weeks when, ago when location when well hang on a minute and also we didn't do that the, all of the reviewers did that can i just yes. say <laughs> <laughs> you're, we you're good, good point Sam. thank you um you know, I, they they did an a, a amazing job having a ton of hand sanitizer stations all around during PodFest. Um, I mean, some of them, like, I could, if it was me, like, the three of us made a chain, like, we could touch both of the machines from, like, that, they were that close. So they did an amazing job. When I got to Disney World, though, there was, only, like, very few, very, very, like, maybe three or four in a per park that I saw and they most of them were empty by the time I, I got to them. Um, and then by Thursday I saw hand washing machine, like hand washing stations, but like only like two or three in each park. And they didn't seem to be in good locations because they were like right outside the bathrooms. And I'm like, but you could go right there and wash your hand. Like what put this with like the restaurants or put it like near like the quick service where you, there's no bathroom right there. You, you have to go somewhere else to get to the bathroom. Like put it there. Don't put it next to a bathroom. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I will say like the, like cleanliness and that kind of stuff, like it, it was there, but I was still very much worried uh, throughout mm. our time there, even though nobody else seemed to be worried at all um and and to, to to piggyback off that on the way back we uh I, i'm not sure if you know what chick-fil-a is sam you probably do you have I them do know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. we don't so, have them no oh okay well they're great but you know when we're driving back from florida we stopped at chick-fil-a because of the fact that i was like well if i had the choice between like burger king mcdonald's uh taco bell or chick-fil-a I know one of them is going to be clean and it's going to be Chick-fil-A because I know that they're going to have stringent rules because of the way they control their franchisees. Um, mm. And it was like when we went to the bathroom, it was, you could smell the bleach. Like it, mm. they were taking no chances. Apparently they were, there was a guy in there cleaning the See, bathroom. I'm really like, Go ahead. Yeah. I'm really surprised that Disney to me, Disney is like the, epitome of how we run a business i am so surprised to hear that they weren't absolutely on top of that that cleaning i mean maybe they were cleaning the like the the tables and stuff like there was people cleaning things but like when it comes to like the easiest way for people to have access to cleaning their hands which is supposedly how we can prevent this from spreading mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they came up really short and and like i said people just didn't seem didn't seem to care you know i went to we ended up going to Publix. 
uh, which if I don't know if you're familiar with Publix, Sam, but it's like a supermarket down. I'm sure you're familiar, right, Jen? Yeah, I don't think we have very many around here, but yeah, I know. They are in Virginia, but not, I don't think right around DC. They yeah. just, they're coming up north. Um, I had never actually been in one before. And uh, my good friend, Anthony Hayes, is like an assistant manager at one of them down in Virginia. But I, so I went and I was like, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, cause I saw these posts online. People were like, oh no, like the, the, the food's gone, like food's gone, t- toilet paper's gone, like everything's gone. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's go. Like my sister was like, come on, let's go down to, to public, like go to the store and buy some things and take it back with us. And like, th- like everyone's just like walking around with like their little shopping carts and like nothing's, you know, nothing's going on. Like nothing's wrong. I'm like, oh, well, this is, this is pleasant. Um, I think, I think that what you're talking about there, the branding though is so important because I had a similar situation that we were also on a road trip last week and um you know, in Australia, I think our our McDonald's stores in Australia are, are cleaner than the McDonald's stores in the US. Like they're probably, super, probably. super, super clean here. And I was, you know, we were coming back and we we're out in the middle of nowhere and we were hungry. We we're like, let's go to McDonald's. We know it'll be clean. And, you know, they've got, I don't know if you've got them there too, where you order your food on the, the big screen and there was no sanitizer. And I was like, oh, and I stood there and went, I don't want to touch this. But there was no one serving, and I and so from a brand perspective, I totally understand what you're saying, because yeah. the first thing I said was, "Well, that's me out of there for at least six months." I had never seen that before. I'm like, we have them at the Wawas. We had the touch screens, like the little ones. But I had never seen that at McDonald's until we were in Spain, I think, in Barcelona. I think it was Barcelona that we went to a McDonald's and got and saw the big touch screen. They had they, at that time they still had lines because it was 2012. Um, mm-hmm. So they still had like you could walk up, but you know, place your order, or you could go to the screens. But mm-hmm. I guess down there they don't have that. And I mean, it's also been seven years now, so I don't blame them for transitioning yeah. over. So, and I think off the back of that with brand, and I know that I just talked about this with my clients this morning. This is such a huge opportunity to again give your clients and your customers confidence that they and trust that they can do business with you. Um, You know, one of my clients is a chiropractor. Now, you know, overnight his his work is drying up, obviously, because people don't want to come and have that one-on-one service. But it's a huge opportunity for him to say, well, I can't adjust you, but let's get on a Zoom call and let's go through something else that will help relieve your pain or this is something that can help you adjust, you know, or even bringing together a group of clients to do some sort of group breathwork class or I, I don't know, I'm not a chiropractor, but there's an opportunity <laughs> for for him to, to make his clients feel safer, know that they're still being looked after, that they haven't been forgotten, that all of their um, worries are valid and it's okay, we've got you. I love that. I've been taking notes throughout the week of businesses that I've seen pivoting on the fly Mm -hmm. um, as a a response to the situation caused by the coronavirus, like their business is not as usual. And so some of the the good ones that I saw, I think we've all seen the restaurants, they're offering like minimal contact curbside service and delivery. So at least in my area, there are a lot of restaurants that have not, that don't do delivery 
don't have, you know, previously did not have, you know, this curbside service, but they added those in immediately because they're not able to serve, you know, sit down patrons in the same way, or they've been closed down for, um, uh, in the case of like DC, they, they can't have, I don't think they can have sit down uh, patrons uh, right now. Um, uh, a local veterinarian I saw doing no contact appointments. So you call them, you pull up in the parking lot, let them know when you're there and a vet tech comes out and takes the leash and takes your, your dog or your cat carrier in. Um, and then the vet calls you in your car and gives you an update um, FaceTimes with you. And that's how the appointment is conducted. Um, I've seen gyms, yoga studios, therapists, co-working spaces offering virtual classes and programming using platforms like Zoom. I think that's amazing. Um, I haven't seen this, but I, I saw, I was thinking this might be something that could be done. Um, like FaceTime shopping for retailers as a retail industry is, is, has been equally hit. Um, you know, showcase your products and things to people on FaceTime or Facebook Live, and then have people order products online, offer them a, a coupon for, for tuning in to your shop that way. Um, and then I've also seen a rise in telemedicine. So just like what you mentioned, yep. um, you know, doctors conducting appointments online, um, you know, in a, in a variety of fields, whether there's it's psychiatry therapists, you know, traditional doctors, um, chiropractors. I mean, this is, this is pretty exciting. Um, mm. so I think some, you know, we've, we've mentioned this previously, but I think if, like you said, Sam, if you think outside the box and think creatively, you might end up, um, yeah. opening up some additional revenue streams for your, for your company and shoring it up during this time. Um, so I think I think that's pretty actually pretty exciting. Well, yeah, I I agree, Jen. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I think it's great that people uh you know take a look at at way different ways of conducting their business and and potentially different revenue streams because like you you could talk to you don't have to wash your hands after you've talked to somebody in a Skype window, right? Like right. It, everybody's boom, safe. boom 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 goes so much quicker. Everybody's safe. Mm. I think I think the tough industry. I was trying to think creatively around the restaurant industry. Because mm. I think the curbside pickup and the delivery is great. Um, but I think but they're still preparing the food. And that's what I, it's hard I think, for me yes, to trust. Exactly. So, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there are stark, you know, percentages of like, you know, businesses down like 75, 80% for most restaurants. So I'm thinking, but how does that industry innovate or think outside the box? So the only thing I could come up with, because um, I was thinking of my favorite restaurants that I miss going to already, and it's only been four <laughs> days, geez. Um, but I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, I already miss you, Sweetwater Tavern. Um, but I was thinking like, my favorite dishes, my favorite cocktails. I'm like, you know, if they like, offered like if I bought a gift card and as a reward for buying a gift card for future use, I got access to videos where I got to see them make my favorite cocktail or prepare my favorite entree, maybe share recipes or tips or do some like ki kitchen confidential type things um, to keep their, their, um, their customers engaged and also encouraging them to, to buy a gift card to use later. So they have that revenue some revenue coming in and the ability to keep their staff because that's the really a huge mm -hmm, pain point mm -hmm. if they lose their their servers and staff then they don't have 
you know, it's going to be almost impossible to reopen those doors. So, yeah. um, and, and plus we have unemployed people we don't want. So anyway, I, that was the only creative idea I could come up with. I'm sure other people could come up with more, but I, I do not want um, my favorite restaurants to close my, my mom and pop restaurants to, sh to close. And I know that the owners work so hard. It's a tough industry with thin margins to begin with. Um, so that was my idea. I don't know if you guys have anything I better. I, well, not for that. That's fantastic because yeah. I thought about the, buying the gift card thing, but you've filled that it's gap like in beautifully. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I had thought for the entertainment industry, they've, they've just lost everything overnight yeah. as well. And um, I was so excited because I've got a birthday coming up in a few weeks and Leon had bought me tickets to the ballet, which – I absolutely love. I was so excited and it's all cancelled now. So they've just announced, you know, you can get a refund or you can you can move your ticket. And what I thought is I don't want a refund because I want to go see it. So I will keep that. However, if they then said to us, but in the meantime, we can sell you this, uh, you know, online uh, where you can like give you a login and watch it virtually or, you know, DVDs kind of aren't around anymore but the, in actual fact there's a lot of older people that still watch DVDs mm -hmm. so what could they do in the meantime to keep that excitement or to keep that passion and in actual fact I almost wonder if they would actually get more support and they could actually create more revenue I mean I don't know if that's a thing but I thought if they've got some sort of you know live streaming subscription where the fans could watch you know daily class or watch behind the scenes of choreography that they actually could really tap into an additional revenue stream and still keep still keep the people that have already bought the tickets as long as they have somebody on staff that knows what the heck they're doing to do all that that's that's the question. i get that but this but this is you know those people that they might not have oh, someone yeah. on staff they but in the entertainment evolve. industry they've all lost their jobs so mm -hmm. i think that the biggest opportunity or one of the biggest opportunities yeah. now is how can we as business owners come together to help each other to open up our networks mm -hmm. to help make sure that everyone's got something going on yeah, I, I love that. Um, I love that idea, Sam. And I would actually, I can just speak for myself. I'm not wealthy, but I would pay for that. I would definitely mm. pay for that, that inside access um, to support the arts. But also I'm getting, it's not, I'm so, I want to do it to support the arts, but I'm also getting something like super like special out of it. Um, yeah. I know a lot of theaters, um, like the New York Met, I think is is streaming shows live. And I think they're doing it for free, which I think is great. But I remember thinking, you know, I'd pay for that. Like, I mean, that's yeah, that's cool. I agree. I need to put yeah. this production on and just stream it yeah. live. Like, I I want to support the arts. I want you guys. When this is all over, I want to be able to go see a ballet. I want to go to be yep. able to see a live play. I want. I mean, the arts are essential to society. We have mm -hmm. no society without the arts. So I'm totally into supporting them. Um, but in terms of like businesses supporting each other, I am so I feel so strongly about that. I think we're we're stronger together. Um, I don't know that I've done everything I can, but I did send um, an email out to my business friends. I call my business friends because there are other small business owners that I've met, you know, along the way in the past few years, and they've all supported me in some way or multiple ways. So I sent them an email today, just 
wanting to check in. I made a special Calendly link for a business friend check-in um, to schedule a Zoom, because a one-on-one -on -one Zoom. So I just want to check in with them, see how their business is doing, see um, see how we're you know weathering this storm, and then see if there's anything I could personally do to support them, whether it's just you know, moral support, if I can, you know, write a review, if I can, you know, share something on my social media um, profiles, like anything, like, mm, you mm. know, I just want to see how they're doing, because I genuinely am interested, and I love their businesses, and I want them to survive. Um, so anyway, but I'm thinking of other ways that, you know, I can support the businesses I love. I, I made a list on my my Facebook page the other day about how people can support their favorite small businesses without spending a penny. Cause I realized that, you know, people may have some financial constraints right now with everything mm -hmm. that's going on. I have to, um, we'll have to link that in the show. I was, notes, uh, yeah. Can you get yeah. on that for us, please? <laughs> yeah. what, what do I like, link my face, my Facebook post? I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you. Le Leon, Leon will, she, he'll be all oh, over yeah, that. He'll, he'll take care of it. It's <laughs> okay. not a problem. Okay. I, don't ask too much of me. I'm not, I, I, I don't, I don't do well with multitasking. It's okay, Jane. You keep, you keep talking. It'll be organized behind you. <laughs> The podcast fairies are there. Okay. Thanks, Leon. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up, though, is is that the the real, the real very realness of the fact that, like, it went, with people being unemployed, like, there's less money to go around and more decisions have to be made. And mm. um, and that's and that's really, I mean, really difficult. On I mean, on top of, like, do I go to a restaurant even if it's takeout? Am I concerned about the people that like are making the food, like coughing on the food or, or, you know, um, that kind of thing. So there's, I mean, on top of all that, it's like, there's, you know, a, a, a large amount of people that are just are not going to have money to go around period mm -hmm. or, or are holding on to their money so that they, you know, have it to extend it for longer periods of time. And I, and I, you know, I've been trying to think of like ways to get people, to look past like look past that and still say yes i'm going to spend that money especially if you're in a coaching business you know it's like that that seems like it's not really gonna be a high on the priority list when it comes to like i only have this amount of money and i need to survive i what, can uh, see what you're saying there right now joe because we're still in the, the we've got to understand that we're that still we in know. this area where we don't know yep but what's going to happen when people do lose their jobs super soon Yes. And they need income. What is going to happen? They will need a coach there to help them to set their business up as fast as possible. And not the and this is something that um that is probably relevant to say as well that our usual marketing is not going to work right now. So our usual, you know, um I'll help you make a million dollars in the next 3 months is not going to work now. Like people just want how do I make sure that I can cover my rent this week? Yeah. How can I make sure that there's food on the table for my children? So any coach that can pivot very fast, you know, make sure that they're serving the people that need help. I actually think that the coaching industry won't won't implode. I just think that maybe the coaches that probably weren't going to make it anyway have just yeah. had that runway shortened. 
Yeah, I think I think a good coach, a good talented coach, that's their call. I think they'll always be needed. And I agree. I think this may I what I hope. What I hope is that a lot of people, thanks Mary Sue. Mary Sue loves my headband. Um, <laughs> Patrick's Day. Um what I'm hoping is that this may inspire some people to start their businesses for the first time, maybe some things they've been thinking about doing. Also, you know, for a lot of people, you know, your regular paycheck is not enough to give you the security you really need. Like the people that are being laid off at the day's notice. Um, wouldn't it have been great if you'd had a little side hustle going on so that you had another revenue stream so that you weren't so vulnerable when like unexpected things happen that, you know, when you are employed, you have very little control. I mean, to me, that's the least secure position to be in. Mm -hmm, um, I'm, mm -hmm. Granted, I've always been an entrepreneur, so I'm a little biased about that. Um, but what I'm hoping is that this might inspire people to to start their own business. I mean, my one of my early businesses, I was desperate for money. So I literally walked out my door and knocked on doors and offered to clean people's houses. And by the end of the day, I had a full schedule and a cleaning business. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. zero can't, investment. can't do that now. People would just be like, I'm coughing in your face and get away. Well, from not today. Maybe not today. Well, hey, I'll go. I'll clean your house. I'll make sure that it's COVID-19 free. Well, um, actually, <laughs> let me just jump in there for two. Let me just jump in there for two secs. I was speaking to someone last night and who, who or what is the demographic that is so, you know, so, so tired and overworked right now? It's people in the healthcare industry. Do you think that they want to make sure that they go home to a clean house and have yes. food in the fridge? Mm. I, I actually think that, yeah, it's an opportunity. You just need opportunity. to look. You just need to look. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes you have to, like when I knocked on the door and cleaned, out, cleaned houses, like that was the hardest, like labor, most laborious work I've ever done. Do you, I was not passionate about cleaning houses. I was no. passionate about paying my bills. That's what I was passionate about. I was passionate about not being homeless. <laughs> and, and that, there is nothing wrong with that. So I think, you know, if you've got to, you know, if you need to make money, don't worry about doing something you love because what you're going to love is you're going to love paying your bills. You're going to be love mm -hmm. paying your mortgage. You're going to love supporting your family. You can worry about the passion later. Once you get stabilized, you know, the passion, you know, you'll have the luxury of, you know, maybe doing something that you're passionate about, but, um, but yeah, just knock on doors, offer to, to help people do something that needs to be done. There are opportunities out there. Absolutely. I think, yeah. uh, I think it's about being relevant, just be yeah. relevant. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Hashtag I agree. be relevant. Lou, Lou likes his hashtag. Oh, no, I was, well, I was giving him an opportunity. I didn't say hashtag be relevant because I was giving Lou the opportunity to put it up there. How dare I spoon feed our audience hashtags? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Come on, on Lou. Back me up here. <laughs> hashtag white privilege. No, that's not be the hashtag. Oh, there it is. Be relevant. Oh. <sighs> So wow. with we got, so with about tw like less than twenty minutes left to go in the show, if you have any questions, please feel free to drop them in the in the chat. Um, if you're watching this live on Facebook, if uh, and if you you aren't watching this live on Facebook, you should totally go to facebook.com/slash Business Geeks Podcast. I I assume that's what it is. That uh, is what to, it is. That is what it is. And and uh, and set yourself up uh, to to be notified when we go live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard or Eastern Daylight Savings Time (EDT). Is that what we're in now? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, as far as this uh, this this topic of of the 
you know, the virus and, and, and all of the, um, some of the hysteria that, which I don't think that there's that much hysteria, right? Like people seem to still be going out to bars. I mean, I, I drove by, uh, the, the, the gym yesterday, yesterday morning. Yeah. Yesterday morning on my way to the, to the grocery store and my sister's house. And there was still a ton of cars in front of it. Like as if Mm. there was like, nothing's going on. It's all good. And then people are actually mad. Like, the gym is closed like oh no like i mean oh really yeah like and, well because in so in jersey and connecticut and in new york they've closed like bars gyms theaters um pretty much any place that like people would uh you know uh congregate, congregate. yeah congregate the word i was looking for thank you and <laughs> so mary so is, it says is this is this a man cave no this is my garage i know i just um, i just answered um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't a garage a man's cave a man cave anyway <laughs> well, it is insulated and there is a heater but it's not on so it, i had to wait until it was like warmer to be able to be out here but now that i'm out here i mean just to prove that it's a garage like there's my car <laughs> <laughs> nobody, uh, believed we believed you, you. I, nobody believed you joe <laughs> uh lou says as entrepreneurs you uh you all know how to navigate a work from home business what advice would you have for people who are new to this uh what are some balanced tips and tricks such a good question uh i would set 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 like limits and boundaries uh both time boundaries as well as uh boundaries for like where you're gonna work at and because like sometimes i'm up in my office upstairs sometimes i'm well i was in the laundry room and now i'm out in the garage because it's warmer uh you know have those boundaries so you know where you can be depending if you have young kids or not uh where you're not going to be super disturbed or disturbing other people when you're like hey welcome to my show and you know (laughs) there's a kid like a four-year-old sleeping on the other side of the wall um so those are the kinds of things i would definitely look for especially with time like know when to know when to put it down Mm. yeah absolutely yeah, I would say definitely that the time piece is the biggest issue that have people have when they're working from home. So um, I, well, I still set my alarm. I know that probably sounds oh, very that. counterintuitive no. but because I can work whenever, but I set my alarm because I want to make sure that I'm up, not, you know, oh, I'm having a bad day today. I'll just sleep in. Like, no, get up, very routine. Always make sure I've got, you know, have my coffee, have my time to myself, whether it's meditating or journaling, whatever that is, you know, make my breakfast, get into the day at a normal time. Um, and Leon and I actually block our calendars. So with our online calendars, our clients book in with us. But if there's a spare space and something needs to be done, we will actually block it into each other's calendars to make sure that it gets done. So we also run a project management system. But if there's something that's super urgent, we'll make sure it goes in the calendar to make sure that it gets done. But I'm sure you've got a ton of tips, Jen. Oh, I don't know. Well, I I love the calendar blocking. I do that too. I I live by my calendar, manage everything by my calendar. I would say one thing that's really was really important to me is setting up my environment mm. um, so that it's actually like a pleasant place to work. And it sounds you know simple, but for I don't know for a couple of years I had this desk that was just kind of like, I don't know, what used to be in the living room, ended up in my in my office. And I just had the chair that had come with it. And I don't know, I just, I didn't, I realized that the chair wasn't very comfortable. Didn't, the desk like was hitting my leg when I crossed my legs. And I was like, you know what? I spend way too much time 
in this space to be uncomfortable, to not like enjoy it. And so I went and I just got what I wanted for my office and I got like, I got it all super organized. And so now it's like, I walk in, I'm like, I love coming in here. I've positioned, you know, I've got the view of out the window. I've got artwork that I enjoy. I've got like things on my bulletin board that inspire me. I just, I think that's really important. It's got it. You're spending a lot of time here. So make sure that the space, not only do you like enjoy it, but that it works for you. So I had to get organized, you know, organizational solutions so that I felt like so the clutter wasn't there because the cluttered desk is a cluttered mind. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, that was really important, but I agree. I'm very much a creature of habit. I love a routine. I love to go to my, the gym in the morning, come back, you know, come back, get my coffee, like get dressed. I do get dressed. I think it's important we work from home just because you can, you know, sit at the desk in your pajamas. I don't think it, you should, because I think there's a mindset shift when you go from bed clothes to day clothes. <laughs> I could not agree with that more. <laughs> so, so yeah, so those are my tips. Um, yeah, I just, I love it. it I, I, I've talked to people that don't love, love, love working from home. They like going into an, an office environment. Um, it's hard for me to relate to because I just love working from home so much. I love having my mm. pets around me. I just, I love being able to like control the temperature of my space. <laughs> I, all those things. I just love. Mm. Mm. I, I heard vision board in there. Did you hear that? No, I said bulletin board. No, no, no. She said bulletin board. That inspires her. So I, I, I'm hearing vision board. I, I, maybe I'm the only one that heard that. Things that make me happy, but I don't, there it's, no, it's not a vision board. I assure you. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> almost thought there was going to be World, World War III then for a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lou is no more hashtags for it. Yeah, hashtag you know, workspace, workspace that works for that you. Works for you. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I and I think a lot of it goes for what works for you. Um, I, well, I forget who it was that, that posted something about like, Hey, it was like some billionaire or something like, Hey, stop asking me what my morning routine is and just ask me how I think and how I work out problems and things versus like, who cares if I drink coffee versus tea versus go to the gym versus just go straight to work or work and then go to the gym and then come back and get more work done. Like who cares about that? Ask the, the, the real questions uh, that that's burning inside of you. Uh, it's a, uh, what's up, Jared, Gerard, oh, Gerard, Gerard. Gerard. Uh, he, well, Gerard says he's self-employed and he found renting an office space worked um, better for him. It's mm -hmm. small, has a bathroom and everything he needs. Yeah. I, I know you meant worked instead of worried. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you know, and I think that is going to work better for some people in my first business. I started out with it in, at home and it wasn't working for me because it was a business where I had to interact with my employees and I, I got sick of employees coming to the house that I had to store like a lot of documentation and things for our customers that was just getting like it was taking up too much space. So in that case, it did make sense for me to move my office out of my house. But the business I'm in now, it's completely online. You know, it's a virtual agency. I don't have customers coming to my house at all or employees coming to my house. So it works much better. So I think it really kind of probably depends on the business that you're in. But just to just to bring it back to the context of this show, what we were specifically talking about yeah, was the sorry. fact that we do need to isolate and that no, please don't apologize. You know, that that we might not have a choice of whether we're working yes. from the office or whether we're working from home, that that 
that that's what it's about. Yes, that's what it's about. Thank you. If it wasn't for Sam, who knows where we would be? That keeps <laughs> on the straight and narrow, keeps us on the track. Yes, uh, nice. absolutely. Uh, and Gerard adds, in the service industry, turnover rates are high. I don't want them all at my house. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, they don't need to be going to your house. Yeah. Uh, and Susan says, it also changes as our life stage, uh, life stage changes. I had worked from home for 15 years, but then wanted to be around other people. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. But no, not very much chance for being around other people at the moment either. I know. Now that that there's a pandemic, like now we have Uh, to all be kind of. Are you, are you self quarantining down there in Australia? Is that, Mm -hmm. is that like a thing? Oh, that's Mm -hmm. a thing down there. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize. So Mm -hmm. you guys. It's not. ahead of it. Oh, no, we don't have to. So we're not in lockdown, but we've been asked to. Yeah, us too, which I kind of feel the opposite. I kind of wish they would just be like, let's just get this over with. Um, yeah, I think that, and, you know, I'm no economic genius, but I think what they're trying to do down here is really make sure that we don't go into a like a really, really deep recession, that at least there is still some money moving. So, so from that perspective, um, I totally agree. And I think that the our leaders all around the world um like i wouldn't want to be in their shoes for anything because they're making decisions based on lose lose situations right mm-hmm. so i i wouldn't want to be in their shoes and and i think that everyone you know as i say we're all doing the best that we can but i know that the three of us are taking it very seriously for me it's all about making sure that i'm looking after the community that may, i i sure i might be all right but i don't know if there's an, an old, someone down the hall that's going through cancer or you know there's an old lady that's unwell i don't know that so yeah. i think that it's our responsibility to make sure that we're looking after our community 100% 100% agree with you so with uh, the little bit of time that we have left, uh, did we, what's, uh, oh, I, I have something for Grind My Gears this week. Nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's about uh, systems and processes. Uh, I went to SeaWorld for the first, well, first time since I was like a, like a little, little kid. Um, and I don't even remember it then. And uh, so my wife waits in line for the, like one of the, um, like the, was it the water the, um, log flume type rides? And she's waiting all this time and like taking forever. And she gets up to the front and there's no attendant there. They're just like, you just like step up onto like painted numbers on the ground and you're supposed to just keep moving forward. And she's like, this is insane. Like, like she's like, I ended up walking in front of a bunch of people because they just left like two spots open, I guess, because there was a bunch of groups instead of having somebody say, okay, we're looking for a group of two, group of three or group of four. And then filling in the spots, they just people just stood there because I'm next in line, but we have a group of eight. So until eight spots open, we ain't moving. So she just like pulled Ava and went in. And then she's like, no one was standing there and no one was watching the fast pass line. So she was like, well, just go up and just walk up the fast pass line. No one's going to check you anyway. So that's what I did. I walked right and walked right onto the ride. I'm like, this is driving me crazy because you know uh, at SeaWorld you have to pay for the fast pass it's not a it's not a free thing so you have all these people standing there and I'm just like oh, okay well I'll just walk over I'll instead of going right I'll go left and instead of waiting for 30 40 minutes I'll literally wait no almost no time at all and go right up and it's like they need you know if, if people are expected to pay $30 a person for fast pass there needs to be a person there to like 
protect it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, gosh, exactly. Darn it. Yeah, I, I mean, I hated like doing that, but at the same time, like, I'm not. She already wrote it. I'm not gonna wait 30 minutes to, to write it again. But it, it made her day, Ava's day. That is Melissa. You know, not Melissa's day, but you know. It, so it's just like, come on, like you guys need to figure this out. Like you could be moving the line so much quicker. Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. It's a thing. Yeah, and people are paying Shamu for it. Shamu doing or Shamu's ghost? Shamu, uh, <laughs> Maybe he could move that line along. It was yeah, right. Like yeah, animals could push it along for sure. Um, and then uh, I I don't see anything this week as far as uh the one cool thing, but I have one that just popped up thanks to my my boy Dre who's watched uh, the show several times. Um, saying this <laughs> is hashtag Joe Fat shows fast fast. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> like hey, if, if you're not going to protect it, like anyone could have just walked up, uh, you know, up that line. There was nothing stopping anybody from Scandalous. doing it. Yeah, right. So oh, God, uh, look at you two go. You actually crack me up. You can tell I'm Australian because I'm just sitting there going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I barely know what Joe's talking about. I'm like those turtles on Finding Nemo. It's like, oh yeah, we're just chilling, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was like when you guys were talking about fast food because I, I, it's been years since I've gone to a fast food place. So I was like, I don't know what's going on at McDonald's. I have no idea how clean it is. <laughs> oh, it's only because we were doing a road trip. When you're on a road trip, there's McDonald's or nothing or like some truck stop. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just felt I felt out of it while you guys were talking about that. Um, so my one cool thing, uh, Dre pointed out that Cash App, uh, do, do either of you use Cash App? I've heard mm -hmm. of it. Okay. So Cash App is produced by Square. You're familiar with Square, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they produce Cash App and in Cash App, not only can you send money, uh, with no, no fees, like at all between up to, I think $5,000 or something with no fees. Uh, they, you, they have enabled, and I don't know how long ago they did this, but they enabled you to be able to buy stocks straight out of Cash App and buy partial stocks straight out of Cash App. So like, you know, he bought like $10 worth of Amazon stock, even though that's like, point zero zero one percent or whatever it is um and and that I, I think that's that's really cool because apparently and i'm not a hundred percent sure but I, it looks like there is no fees for doing so either and you can invest in these companies as little as one dollar so i thought it was a pretty cool a pretty cool that thing that cool. yeah for free yeah. like you could start you know taking advantage of the fact that we have a super down market um and we'll we'll most likely rebound uh i i am of the that pro that that thought process that once we once we get this de dealt with um we will we should come back as long as this isn't an extended thing now if this goes on for more than a year there's like next to no confidence life is going to change drastically you know it might not be the fastest recovery but if we get this under wraps and you know say about six months or less i think yeah i think the pen there's gonna be a pen up uh um amount of uh you know neat demand for for all of these different businesses mm. so i i think we're um i think he said the stash app is like that too minute five dollar minimum buy low sell high hashtag buy low sell high i think that's what <laughs> you're saying you, joe you're saying buy low sell high yes what yes great advice <laughs> we're all going to be day traders yeah <laughs> hey why not that's uh it's a thing i don't know i but it's like nice easy way to get it <laughs> Yeah, it's an easy way to get into it if you're not going to be like, all right, I have, you know, $50,000 or $20,000. I'm going to just dump in at once and and then let it ride. Um, yeah. And it makes it really easy, Show us easy how too. that cash app works and maybe 
send me some money so I can see <laughs> just to like just a visual. $100 just to make sure no, that it works. 5000 just so I can see that 5000 doesn't have a fee to it. There you go. Who's <laughs> buying Carnival stock right now? Oh, yeah, well, I don't blame it. you at all, man, because when they get back, there's going to be a pent-up demand of people that want to go on cruises. Absolutely. Which I don't totally understand because, like, not coronavirus, but norovirus is a thing. It happens, seems, seems to happen often enough. So many viruses. <sighs> Um, I, you know, I had a real quick grind my gears. I'm not going to go wild. I swear I just, but it's related to the topic. We have a little bit of time. I just want to, um, my grind my gears are people who are complaining to small businesses because of the things that they're having to do that are government mandated or mandated by the CDC or the world health organization. Don't complain to the small business because they have to close. They don't want to close. Don't complain if they didn't, you know, communicate exactly how you were expecting them to communicate. They're just figuring it out on the fly. So give them some grace. Give them some compassion. Mm. Um, they they are going through some terribly distressing times, and they could they could use a little a little bit of grace right now. So I've just seen a lot of people complaining, like for really like not life and death things like like you you mentioned joe people complaining that the gym closed do you think the gym wanted to close are you kidding me they are <laughs> counting like the money that's just going out the door oh so, yeah yeah so just be gentle be gentle with your businesses be gentle with each other during this time everyone's a little on edge and uh going through something for the first time so that's all yeah, and, and I think that to back that up, for me, I've seen some amazing humanity come out of this. Yes. I've had the most beautiful emails from suppliers, just, you know, uh, one of them, the, the, um, he said, I hope that this just puts a small smile on your face today. And I just thought that one little tiny line was just such a lovely thing to do. And so I wanted to give a shout out to all small business owners to say, hang in there. Like, let's support them. I think that people are doing amazing things. I've seen so much generosity, so much happiness, you know, in times where they're challenged and stressed and they're really, you know, pulling through and that we need to not support just support small business but support our fellow entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and come together. We can, we can rise through this and come together and come out stronger on the other side, hopefully. Yes. Feel free to lean on us. If there's anything we can do, your business needs a shout out. You need us to share a link. I mean, we have that in our our small little power. So absolutely, uh, uh, and absolutely. we would love to do that. Love yeah. to do that. Um, you know, to go along with that, I I wrote this week uh, on Facebook, or it was yesterday, I guess, because man, this every day feels like a week. It's insane. oh, it's like dog years at the moment for one day. <laughs> oh, it's it's insane. Um, I wrote, you know, instead of shaking hands, instead of bumping elbows, instead of hugging sad face, uh, let's tell each other how much we appreciate each other, and let's be extra kind to one another. Uh, let our words and actions speak louder than the physical contact that we just uh, shouldn't really do right now mm -hmm. um and and with that said like i want to tell tell both of you how much i appreciate both Aww. of you taking the time to do the show taking the time to to help the people that are listening to the show and, and how much i appreciate them for for taking in uh an hour of <laughs> of our uh 
wackiness for, for uh, every single week. Um, and I, I want to say I appreciate both of you taking on the show now twice without me being uh, being here um, and being able to be a part of it. And and uh, I can tell you, like when when I really wanted to be here uh, last Tuesday, but um, it just it was everything was going crazy. And uh, because um, my sister, her husband's cousin, uh, the co-worker of the cousin was the first case diagnosed in Philly. Um, and he had seen the cousin like se- like seven days earlier. So like it and it all came out like literally right before. Like, I was like, OK, we, I got to be done. The kids got to be ready for bed. We're going to give them the bass. We're going to I'm going to get over and, and we're going to do this thing. And, and it just was like not not going to happen so i i i appreciate both of you that's okay joe we have got your back that's what we do (laughs) and thank you we i appreciate everyone everyone absolutely we're so we're so lucky we're so lucky to to have such good business friends and friends in each other uh lou Lou thanks lou thanks lou thanks for being with us thanks for all the amazing hashtags i hope at least one of them goes viral (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> double finger crossed I, yeah. I shouldn't be wishing for things to go viral in this climate why didn't anybody just catch me on that we don't want anything <laughs> going viral there's enough viral <laughs> stuff going on <laughs> because we do want the good the good, good viral the good hashtag viral. support your community tell me we do want that to go viral <laughs> yes yes we support do your community support your small business um we will have a list of things in the show notes of ways you can support your local small business without spending a dime yes excellent yes and if you have any questions um you know related to to your small business if you have any questions related to surviving uh this onslaught of a is onslaught one of the words is that is that one of the trigger words oh uh, <laughs> i think you could of, be getting a, close of, of, of a virus <laughs> uh you know on on our way of life uh, lives way of lives uh and the way that we do business uh please do not hesitate to write to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com we also have sam jen and joe at businessgeekspodcast.com uh now so if you want to send a private message to one of us feel free to send that uh and you should go and check out businessgeekspodcast.com while you're at it subscribe on itunes or I don't know. Wherever you're getting your podcast, we're probably there. I hope uh, we're there. I hope we are. I don't know. I, don't I might need to check that. <laughs> yes, we will. Ha- we will. Leon, get on that. Uh, <laughs> everybody, I I hope you all stay safe and and uh, and if you're if you are self quarantining, I hope you and your family or whoever you're spending this time with uh, don't kill each other in the process because <laughs> it could be a while. Um, so just remember to give yourself space and time to uh, to be you know. Just you and do you uh, as much as you need. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Uh, It's Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Awesome. I can't wait.